0: Fables seventy three to seventy seven of Cobwebs from an Empty Skull. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dion Gines, Salt Lake City, Utah. Cobwebs from an Empty Skull by Ambrose Bierce. Fables seventy three to seventy seven. Fable seventy three. A bear, who had worn himself out, walking from one end of his cage to the other, addressed his keeper thus, "'I say, friend, if you don't procure me a shorter cage, I shall have to give up zoology. It is about the most wearing pursuit I ever engaged in. I favor the advancement of science, but the mechanical part of it is a trifle severe, and ought to be done by contract.' "'You are quite right, my hearty,' said the keeper.' it is severe and there have been several excellent plans proposed to lighten the drudgery pending the adoption of some of them you would find a partial relief in lying down and keeping quiet it won't do it won't do replied the bear with a mournful shake of the head it's not the orthodox thing inaction may do for professors collectors and others connected with the ornamental part of the noble science but for us we must keep moving, or zoology would soon revert to the crude guesses and mistaken theories of the Azoic period. And yet, continued the beast, after the keeper had gone, there is something novel and ingenious in what the underling suggests. I must remember that, and when I have leisure give it a trial. It was noted next day that the noble science had lost an active apostle and gained a passive disciple." Fable seventy four a hen who had hatched out of a quantity of ducklings was somewhat surprised one day to see them take to the water and sail away out of her jurisdiction. The more she thought of this, the more unreasonable such conduct appeared, and the more indignant she became. She resolved that it must cease forthwith. So she soon afterward convened her brood and conducted them to the margin of a hot pool having a business connection with the boiling spring of Do no swear they straightway launched themselves for a cruise returning immediately to the land as if they had forgotten their ship's papers when callow youth exhibits an eccentric tendency give it him hot fable seventy five did it ever occur to you that this manner of thing is extremely unpleasant asked a writhing worm of the angler who had impaled him upon a hook such treatment by those who boast themselves our brothers is possibly fraternal but it hurts i confess replied the other that our usages with regard to vermin and reptiles might be so amended as to be more temporarily diabolical but please to remember that the gentle agonies with which we afflict you are wholesome and exhilarating compared with the ills we ladle out to one another during the reign of his pellucid refulgence kachu khan he continued absently dropping his wriggling auditor into the brook no less than three hundred thousand persian subjects were put to death in a pleasing variety of ingenious ways for their religious beliefs what that has to do with your treatment of us interrupted a fish who having bitten at the worm just then was drawn into the conversation I am quite unable to see that said the angler disengaging him is because you have the hook through your eyeball my edible friend many a truth is spoken in jest but at least ten times as many falsehoods are uttered in dead earnest fable seventy six a wild cat was listening with rapt approval to the melody of distant hounds tracking a remote fox excellent bravo she exclaimed at intervals. "'I could sit and listen all day to the like of that. "'I am passionately fond of music. "'Encore!' "'Presently the tuneful sounds drew near, "'whereupon she began to fidget, "'ending by shinning up a tree, "'just as the dogs burst into view below her "'and stifled their songs "'upon the body of their victim before her eyes, "'which protruded. "'There is an indefinable charm,' said she, a subtle and tender spell a mystery a conundrum as it were in the sounds of an unseen orchestra this is quite lost when the performers are visible to the audience distant music if any for your obedient servant fable seventy seven having been taught to turn his scraps of bad persian into choice latin a parrot was puffed up with conceit observe said he The superiority i may boast by virtue of my classical education i can chatter flat nonsense in the language of cicero i would advise you said his master quietly to let it be of a different character from that chattered by some of mr cicero's most admired compatriots if you value the privilege of hanging at that public window commit no mythology please the exquisite fancies of a remote age May not be imitated in this, not perhaps from a lack of talent so much as from a fear of arrest. End of Fables seventy three to seventy seven.